Chapter 15 In Tree Gap, the same moonlight silvered the roof of the, the touch-me-not cottage, but inside the lamps were burning. That's right, said the man in the yellow suit. I know where she is. He sat back in his chair in the Foster's spotless parlor, crossing his long, thin legs, and the suspended foot began a rhythmic jiggling. He hung his hat on his knee and smiled, his eyes nearly closed. I followed them, you see. She's with them now. As soon as I saw they'd arrived at their destination, I turned around and came directly back. I thought you'd be staying up. You've been looking for her all day, of course. You must be quite a worry. He lifted a hand then, ignoring their exclamations, and began to smooth the thin hairs of his beard. You know, he said thoughtfully, I've come a long way looking for a wood exactly like the one you've got next door here. It would mean a great deal to me to own it, and how pleasant to have neighbors like yourselves. Now understand, I wouldn't cut down many of the trees. I'm no barbarian, you can see that. No, just a few. You wouldn't find it different at all, really. He gestured with his long, white fingers and smiled, his face crinkling pleasantly. We'd be good friends, I think. Why, the little girl and I were friends already. It would be a great relief to see her safely home again, wouldn't it? He clicked his tongue and frowned. Dreadful thing, kidnapping. Isn't it fortunate that I was witness? Why, without me, you might never have heard a word. They're rough country people, the ones that took her. There's just no telling what illiterates like that might do. Yes, he sighed, lifting his eyebrows and smiling again. It looks as if I'm the only person in the world who knows where to find her. And then the man in the yellow suit sat forward. His long face took on a hard expression. Now, I don't have to spell things out for people like yourselves. Some types, some types one comes across can't seem to cut their way through any problem, and that does make things difficult. But you, I don't have to explain the situation to you. I've got what you want, and you've got what I want. Of course, you might find that child without me, but you might not find her in time. So, I want the wood, and you want the child. It's a trade, a simple, clear-cut trade. He looked around at the three shocked faces, and as if he were seeing nothing there but calm agreement, he smiled delightedly and rubbed his hands together. Done and done, he said. I knew right away, I said to myself, now, here is a group of intelligent, reasonable people. I am seldom wrong as a judge of character, very seldom disappointed, so... All that remains is to write it up on paper, giving me the wood, and to sign it. It's best, don't you agree, to keep things legal and tidy. The rest is easy. Nothing to it. You go for your local constable, and he and I ride out and bring back the child and the criminals. No, oh no, Mr. Foster, I understand your concern, but you mustn't come along. We'll do this business my way. There now, your terrible ordeal is as good as over, isn't it? I'm so thankful I was here to help you out. Chapter 16 The constable was fat, and he was sleepy. He wheezed when he spoke, and he spoke quite a bit as they started off, he and the man in the yellow hat. Yellow suit. <laughs> this is not Curious George. Okay. First, they roused me out of bed in the middle of the night, after I've been out since sunup looking for that child. Now nah, I suppose you're going to try to run me all the way, he said sourly. I gotta tell you, this horse of mine is none too strong. I don't have to hurry her as a rule, so most of the time it don't matter. Seems to me we could have waited till dawn, anyway. The man in the yellow suit was as courteous as always. The Fosters have been waiting since yesterday morning, he pointed out. Naturally, they're very upset. The sooner we get there, the sooner that child will be with them again. How come you're so deep in it? asked the constable suspiciously. 
Maybe you're in cahoots with the kidnappers. How do I know? You should have reported it right off when you saw her get snatched. The man in the yellow suit sighed. But of course I had to find out where they were taking her, he explained patiently. I came right back after that, and the Fosters are friends of mine. They've uh, sold me their wood. The constable's eyes went round. I'll be, he said. What do you know about that? I didn't suppose they'd ever do a thing like that, friend or no friend. They're the first family around here, you know. Proud as peacocks, all of them. Family proud and land proud, too. But they sold off, did they? Well, well. And he whistled in amazement. They thumped along in silence for a while, out around the wood and across the starlit meadow. Then the constable yawned deeply and said, You ready to tell me how long this is going to take? How far we got to go? Twenty miles north, said the man in the yellow suit. The constable groaned. Twenty miles! He shifted the shotgun that rested across his saddle and groaned again. Clear up in the foothills? That's a fair way, all right. There was no reply to this. The constable ran his fingers down the gleaming barrel of the shotgun. Then he shrugged and slumped a little in the saddle. Might as well relax, he wheezed, suddenly companionable. We'll be riding three, four hours. Still, there was no reply. Yes, sir, said the constable, trying again. It's something new for these parts. Kidnapping. Never had a case like this before that I know of, and I've been in charge going on fifteen years. He waited. You don't say so, his companion said at last. Yep, that's a fact, said the constable with evident relief. Maybe now there would be some conversation. Yep, fifteen years. Seen a lot of trouble in fifteen years, but nothing quite like this. Of course, there's the first time for everything, as they say. We got a brand new Dale house, did you notice? Listen, it's a dandy. Give those folks nice, clean accommodations. He chuckled. Of course, they won't be there long. Circuit judge will be coming through next week. He'll send him over to Charlieville, most likely to the county jail. That's what they do for your serious crimes. Of course, we got a gallows of our own if we ever need it. Keeps down trouble, I think, just having it there. I ain't never used it yet. That's because they take care of the serious stuff over Charlieville, like I say. The constable paused to light a cigar and went on cheerfully. What you got planned for that piece of foster land? Gonna clear her? Put up a house or a store, maybe? No, said the man in the yellow suit. The constable waited for more, but there was no more. His sour mood returned. He frowned and shook the ashes from his cigar. Say, he said, you're kind of a close-lipped feller, ain't you? The man in the yellow suit narrowed his eyes. His mouth, above the thin gray beard, twitched with annoyance. Look here, he said tightly. Would you mind if I rode on ahead? I'm worried about that child. I'll tell you how to get there, and I'll go on ahead and keep watch. Well, said the constable grudgingly, all right, if you're in such a ding-danged hurry, but don't do nothing till I get there. These folks are likely dangerous. I'll try to keep up. This horse of mine, she's not too strong. I'll see how I could get her to gallop even if I tried. That's right, said the man in the yellow suit, so I'll go on ahead and wait outside the house till you get there. He explained the route carefully, then dug his heels into the flanks of the fat old horse, cantering off into the darkness, where just a hint of dawn glowed on the edges of the hills far ahead. The constable chewed on the end of his cigar. Humph, he said to his horse. Did you get a gander at that suit of clothes? Oh, well, it takes all kinds, as they say. And he followed slowly after, yawning, the gap between him and the man ahead lengthening with every mile. Uh -huh.